the college football experience FCS selection Sunday reaction show and FBS year one coaches previews and picks as well as letter grades episode on the sports gambling podcast networks presented by WinBet. get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet up to $500 terms and conditions apply. Get the details at winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is your home to free daily video picks from the SGPN crew. It's like YouTube for sports gambling. Make sure you subscribe to our profile at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. We're also brought to you by Riffer. Riffer is your home for mini podcasts from the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Subscribe to our Riffer channel today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Riffer. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Riffer. That's R-I-F-F-R. Hey, what's up, you degenerate gamblers? This is Bill Burr, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. Welcome to the college experience FCS college football selection Sunday reaction show and FBS year one coaching uh, preview in a way. My name is Colby swinging database Dan, AKA pick Don D that's not a pick. This is a pick and I'm joined by my co-host former JMU Duke defensive back. Give it up for the burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing, Patty C in the place to be. Hi, oh yeah, yeah, buddy, bring it in, bring it in. Boom, give me those vibes, dude. You gotta, you gotta love it. This is a big Sunday for me. It's a big Sunday for FCS college football fans around the world because let me just cue it. Because today, today, Patty C. Ooh, what do we 10 got? Ten different conference winners. Ten <laughs> got their their bid in the playoff, and guess what? Six at large, and guess what, Patty C. I think they got it right. They got the sixteen teams that I think belong in. I think they may have, especially in this shortened season. Certainly nice to have a wide net to catch. All the possible teams that deserve a shot. Isn't it nice just to have a real playoff, just like geographically go across, go across the nation here? Yeah. In the West Coast, Eastern Washington, Weber State. Yep. Oh, then you go down to Texas, Sam Houston State. That's right. Alabama's got Jacksonville State in there. There right? you go, a little deep south. Then, then you jump up to uh, what? The Midwest has a shit ton, right? What do we got in the Midwest? Midwest, you got uh, Southern Illinois. You got North Dakota, North Dakota State, South Dakota, uh, Missouri State. Oh yeah, Mountain uh, Mississippi Valley, um, or yeah, Mississippi Mississippi Valley Football Conference. Gotcha, Missouri Valley. Uh, Missouri, dude, I've been drinking. What uh, what have you been doing over here? I I took one of these fucking uh, what are these little Nyquil type deals? Yeah, to avoid uh muds uh little. Allergies and man, I'm eating shit right now. So bear with me until I wake up. 
<laughs> Bear with me until I wake up here. Uh, then, then in the Northeast, you got you got the likes of uh, you know Delaware. Oh, Virginia has two schools: VMI, that's Mid Atlantic, yeah. But after that, Northeast Delaware, Monmouth, Holy Cross, that's right. Sacred Heart, all in there. Yeah. So nice to see the whole country involved. All four corners and the center, mm. all represented. Mm. Must be really fun for those fan bases. Patty C. Also, we have a team like Southern Illinois that probably wouldn't have got in the playoffs because their season ended a week ago. Yeah. But uh, about to say 10 days ago, they scheduled a game against Southeast Louisiana. Southeast Louisiana and Southern Illinois were both predicted on the outside of the playoff, but yeah. they were in the top 25. So they were just on the outside. Yep. And they said, hey, let's play each other. It would improve our chances of making the playoff. And guess what? Southern Illinois hosts Southeast Louisiana. They beat them in a good game back and forth. And guess what? They get in the playoffs because they scheduled that. So for Boom. all these fucking idiots that defend the FBS play, well, the regular season means more. No, it means more when you put teams in position to schedule other games to get in. This was definitely that case uh, played out, you know, in, in the FBS with a smaller playoff, everyone is ducking each other, just trying to get to their spot because there is no bubble. There's no bubble. You know, you pretty much knew halfway through the season who the teams were going to be if they won out. But by expanding it, you create this bubble and then you create competition and you create the incentive to have these games. Even Sam Houston State had clinched, right? Yeah. And last week, they, well, they're already in. No, they, they had to play Incarnate Word, who was the second best team in that conference. And they still showed up and played their game and improved their seating. Yeah. They weren't forecasted as a two, they got the two ahead of JMU. Right, based by on by beating another ranked team and by beating their ass, yeah. right? That is what I'm talking about. So that whole argument is bullshit, dude. That that whole argument is just such a lazy bullshit excuse yeah. of like, oh well, it will devalue the regular season. It will not. It will do the exact opposite. Yeah, and I would say that there is very little of that schedule enhancement going on in order for teams to uh, improve their seed in the playoff. You know, and I think JMU kind of did the same thing against Richmond. They took a game that had been canceled twice already. Yeah put it on the, made sure it stayed on the schedule. And you know, while it didn't necessarily improve their seed to the extent that they wanted to, because other teams had proven more, um, it it, it got Richmond out of there. It got Richmond out of there. And who knows, maybe JMU would have dropped a a spot lower if they, if they didn't have that win. So, but on my point is you could argue that the playoffs already started because Richmond's gone. Richmond was probably going to be in there in that spot Yep, and they lost. So by adding that game, now, once again, that's another right. one. Where it becomes a playing yeah. game as opposed to a meaningless game. It's better. It's better. It's a better system. It's just, it, it's, it's clear cut. Now, what do you think? I mean, obviously I wasn't surprised at all. I was all over South Dakota state taking down North Dakota state. If anything, it was a little more close. It was a little closer than I anticipated. Sure. And, uh, South Dakota state gets a 10 point win, but, um, I, me and NC Nick have been on this for, I feel like, Six weeks. Oh yeah, Jackrabbits have been coming out of your mouth quite a bit. I think they're the most complete team. I thought that. I thought that they were the most deserving of the one seed. We know the Missouri Valley probably the best conference, uh, especially with the Big Sky not having Montana, Montana State, and Portland State, and then and Sacramento State, and then uh, the CAA is right there as well. But I think Missouri Valley clear cut best conference. So it makes sense to me. A little carnage at the top of the. Missouri Valley conference with um, North Dakota being South Dakota state's only loss and North Dakota state handing 
North Dakota, their only loss. And so, and that's another angle. So why Southern Illinois got in. Yes. They went out and, and beat a team that was ranked, I think one spot ahead of them and got them in, but also they have a win against South Dakota state. So by South Dakota state beating North Dakota state, it also helps their, their resume. Yeah. And, uh, if you have a win over the one seed, that's pretty, that's pretty good. I, I think they got it right. I think the only arguments you could argue. I saw people were outraged. Weber state wasn't the four seed. So Jacksonville state got it over Weber state. I'm, yeah. I'm totally okay with that. Yeah. Jacksonville state proved to be the better team. I thought all year Weber state, probably the luckiest. I know they're undefeated, but really lucky undefeated in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, JMU Sam Houston state is the argument I think you can make because the CAA is probably better than the Southland Yeah. with, with Delaware in there. Sure. And uh, Villanova and, and Richmond. Well, to to uh, the selection committee's credit, they didn't give the AP poll a ton of weight. Again, uh, I know that as a JMU fan, it would be nice to get a higher seed. And you know, having been number one in the polls for most of the season, it hurts to not get even a two seed. But I am better with that than. Uh, the AP basically determining the playoffs and it's okay because the selection committee did what we would typically ask for them to do in this situation, which is reward teams that have played more games. Yeah. That wasn't the case at the FBS level. Obviously Ohio state got into the playoffs at a five and oh mark. Yeah. And it was just the worst season because you saw how ugly and how realistically how crooked FBS college football is. You saw Cincinnati duck Tulsa at the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, so that there was a chance guys, if Tulsa had beaten Cincinnati in Tulsa, they would have then had to play again in Tulsa. They would have hosted it. And yeah. we saw what happened last year with, uh, uh, Cincinnati go, having to go to Memphis twice in a row, dropped both of them. Yeah. So that was just a crock of shit. And we saw it all across for those Ohio state, whether it was, yeah. uh, I mean, just a Florida. Yeah. You can bet your ass that if Cincinnati, um, would have had a playoff shot either way, that both of those games would have been played, you know? Yeah. Um, just because they, the American, well, no, they were hoping to get in by not playing games. Well, that's what I'm saying yeah, yeah. is, is the American would have said, guess what? You play that regular season game and then win your conference championship. And you know what? We still have a representative in the playoff. And so you guys should play this game. You know, it's, it's good for the fans. It's good for, you know, generating revenue and uh, it just makes the sport more credible, but and Be- you're there to play football. And you're there to play football. So let's not forget the overall number right. one thing. Competitiveness, like why do you wake up in the morning? Yeah. Come yeah. on. Exactly. What the fuck? Not to duck like your responsibilities, but to take them on with, you know, enthusiasm. And uh Cincinnati didn't do that. They they ducked it because they had a title shot that or so they thought, um, and they didn't want to, you know, take on the risk. But by giving the conference an automatic playoff bid, they would have incentivized Cincinnati to, you know, get play that game for the experience for the, you know, obviously it still wouldn't potentially hurt Cincinnati because that game had they lost in Tulsa in the regular season. But you're they, still in. Yeah. You're still in. If you win both of those, even if they uh, won the, the, if they lost the first one in Tulsa and then they beat Tulsa, well, they would have had to go to Tulsa for the championship okay, game as opposed to ho- that, though, hosting saying. it. Um, Either way, just fucking play the fucking games. Right, 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 right. Don't try and duck like every other conference is doing 
to try and weasel your way into the playoffs. Yeah. There's none of that going on right now. I mean, there is JMU. I saw online caught a little flat for not scheduling Southern Illinois. I can't speak to that, but if they did that, what, what they scheduled Richmond though, they did schedule They'd Richmond. rather have a, a historic rivalry. That's dumb. Whoever's making that case is dumb because Richmond and Southern Illinois, there's not a gigantic gap, right? All right. They went to the one that was down the road that they, they, that was canceled twice. That was on the schedule that, already. A rivalry yeah. game. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so here we are. We got a bracket. It's great to see a normal fucking bracket, <laughs> right? A real selection Sunday. I watched while, while teams celebrated in their own gymnasiums and offices and whatever the fuck. It was <laughs> great to see that that is college sports. And that's the way it should be. Patty C. Yeah, buddy. Um, South Dakota state against Holy cross. Who? Holy cross. Connor D Hart. We faded him. We, me and Nick <laughs> Sean stack of the money green r- real money Kramer. We were making fun of him. The fact he was averaging just 60. 64 passing yards a game. Dude, He fucking tore it up this weekend, man. How'd he do? Uh, I'm going to try to get those exact stats for you, but uh, he really did, did. I mean, I think he scored a couple scores. He was dangerous on the ground too. Um, they won 33 to 10. So uh, if that says enough right there, but really, I mean, the Holy cross defense was really good in that game. They got out to a 17, nothing lead. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. Okay. Let me get, let me get you some DJ heart stats. He was wait, this can't be true. Two of two. No, I can't be right. I watched this game. This is the Bucknell game. Yeah. Can't be right. They went up 33 to 10. They won 33 to 10 in this one. Um, Dejan Hart was only two of two. I guess he got sat on the bench. No, I watched this favor fucking game. of Matt Sluka. Did Sluka come in? Eight I, of 11, I, 78 yards. Wow. Either way, they, they still as a team only managed 97 I, passing yards. And I still, had this game on mute, but I know Dejan Hart had a rushing touchdown. I thought, is this the only team in uh college football history to not manage a uh, hundred yards passing in any game, but still finish undefeated? <laughs> three and L Holy cross with zero hundred yard passing. Wouldn't it be great if they won this game? If they, who are they? Uh, South Dakota state, if they upset South Dakota state, that would be pretty fun. This is going to be a big line though, guys, this is going to be a big fucking line. Yeah. South Dakota state been handling its business. Uh, I mean, obviously beating North Dakota state by 10 is a pretty big accomplishment. Wait, in and of so itself. why bench DJ hard? If he's two for two, it's a good question. <laughs> I imagine he may have taken a lick or something. I didn't know. I it. mean, I had this game on, I had like 30 games on, it yeah. was on mute, but at the same time, I, I saw him make some nice runs. He was a, uh, somewhat decent running the ball. Um, interesting. Now I'm going to look him up, but I'm going to see, I don't see anything popping out. Uh, man, I will say this about that Connor, hair, right? That, that, that mustache is just sexy. Gosh. <laughs> okay. I mean, what are we thinking here? This is going to be just a shit. This is a shit sandwich, right? This is why, I mean, this is essentially when we have a 16 team playoff, this will be the same as Alabama and uh, ball state or something, right? Yeah. Well, maybe because I actually think ball state would actually make it closer. South Dakota state has had a couple games that ended up being pretty close. They beat Northern Iowa by four. They beat Youngstown state only by two in some of their other games. Uh, they even lost to North Dakota again but they beat the crap out of Western Illinois. They beat the crap out of Southern Illinois, 45 to 10 and 44 to three respectively. And then probably their most impressive win here was even though this game was tied up in the fourth quarter. Yeah. 
handling the fourth quarter and kind of pulling away 10 point win at North Dakota state in the Fargo dome. That's impressive. I agree. I mean, uh, so then, then we jump over to this other side of the bracket or, or the same side of the, just below the winner of this will play South Dakota state, most likely or Holy cross. Yep. Southern Illinois, the Salukis get in They're They're at Weber state. And I think they are going to be a live, live dog. Weber state kind of just been a, an outlier all year. I don't know how, I mean, they win close games. I'll say that they win close games. Um, all these games happening Saturday, by the way, what do you think about this one? This is in Ogden, Utah. The Salukis, Connor, uh, not Connor Dijonhart. I'm sorry. Uh, the Salukis look great against the the Golden Lions of Southeast Louisiana. They really had a, the offense moving. Stone Labonowitz and their running back Beers, <laughs> running back named Beers. For um, I'm trying to remember his first name right now as I dig up the stats. Um, Interesting but, stat here about Southern Illinois: three and three, and in the playoffs, five and three. Uh, Oh, uh, five and three overall. And then yeah. the playoffs. Yeah. Three and three in conference, but both in overall play and in, in conference play, they have scored less points than their opponents. Um, so I imagine a lot of that is the, well, South Dakota state just yeah. laid it on them. 44 to three. There are other wins. They beat Northern Iowa by one. They beat North. They did lay it on North Dakota state though. Yeah. They laid it on North Dakota 14. state. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, they've had two pretty bad losses, mostly close wins in those uh, five wins. They had a three point win. Well, I think a lot of it is they've been banged. They've been nicked up a quarterback. Okay. All right. Uh, Labonowitz, Nick Baker, care uh, Lyles, all, I mean, they, they've just had a lot of passing, but Labonowitz is back in action. Labonowitz is back in action. They also have uh, uh, a slew of running backs here that uh, have gotten, have gotten carries um, receiving the ball same way. I mean, they, they got a guy, Avante Cox. This guy's a beast. 54 catches, 656 or 656 yards and four touchdowns. That's great. When you consider the the fact that they've only played a few games here, you know, yeah. not your traditional season. How come I don't see beers as the running back here? Their stats are weird here. I don't know if I can trust these stats. Yeah, ESPN. I don't know if I can trust these stats. Halfway getting their shit together regarding this FCS shit. I'll give them some credit for getting it under control halfway through this season, but uh, still leaving a little bit to be desired um, in terms of overall reporting and statistical uh, output. Um, either way, I think this is a spot where Weber State's 5-0, and but you look at Weber State's wins. I mean, a Hail Mary against Northern Arizona. They beat, they beat UC Davis by five. They beat Southern Utah by three. They beat Idaho state by five. And that was one they scored in the final minute. They've just been living on the edge, buddy. Like, is that Bon Jovi? Who is that? Uh, yeah. Living on the edge. I think Aerosmith. so. Aerosmith. Right? Maybe Aerosmith. Yeah. Um, who, who are you going to go with in this one? I know it's early gun, but gun to your head. Cause we're going to preview this by the way, we will have you covered at the college, the college football experience podcast throughout the week. And the sports gambling podcast as well. So tune in. We will have all of our picks in a deeper dive. And who do I game. get in that Weber uh, yeah. versus Southern Illinois? Give me Weber, baby. I'm going to take Southern Illinois to get it done. Oh, wow. You're crazy. Look, Weber state, the scoring differential tells the whole, the whole deal there. Uh, are we talking money line? Or are we talking straight money up? Line. You're crazy. Dude, we- I just listed all their wins. They barely win every game. Yeah. Who uh, Weber? Yeah. 
Well, they're five and zero. Oh. I wouldn't say they barely win every game. They're uh, they've outscored their opponents one hundred thirty four to eighty eight. A lot of that is the first game against Idaho State, but after that, count them out with me. Five point win against UC Davis. Okay. A hail mary five point win against Northern Arizona. Yep. A three point win against Southern Utah. A five, a five point, point win winner. against Idaho State. That's true. Been chipping away at it for the most part. Um, that said, you have a lot of confidence in the Salukis. I just think they're the, I mean, Weber state hasn't passed the eye test to me at all. Well, we're going to see because Weber state went made a, a decently deep run in the playoffs last year. We got to trust history a little bit here to guide us. And we don't know the spread, but as far as money lines concerned, give me the five and O team over the five and three team. Give me the team that has actually scored more points than the, their opponents over the team that hasn't. You know, simple little things are pointing to now, the Wildcats. You're here. wrong. You are wrong, my friend. All right. All right. Um, Certainly haven't played the level of teams that the Salukis have at this point in the season. And and then let's continue down the line here. I know this is look. We're gonna dive way more into this. Delaware at Sacred Heart. Oh wait, I think it's at. Is this at Delaware or is that Sacred Heart? Let me double check this. Uh, it's at Delaware. Sacred Heart at Delaware. The way oh, they structure this. Uh, this is Tubby Raymond Field, Delaware Stadium, buddy. Uh, Sacred Heart three and one. Delaware five and zero. Oh. Give me the Blue Hens to roll in this one. I agree with you. Blue Hens are looking good. Um, you've been on them since day one. They're kind of the team I want to see in the uh, championship game. Should JMU advance to that place? And Villanova almost got the backdoor cover with this crazy pass. Check out Sports Gambling Podcast on Instagram. Just a fucking crazy unbelievable and one pass on third down too. I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, it's wild. It's wild. It's like a flip pass, basically. Like the guy does a flip and the, pass. I him. mean, the linebacker thought he had made a sack. He was celebrating for like three minutes before, after you know, before or three seconds before finding out that they had a touchdown. <laughs> um, what do you? I mean, I think Delaware is going to roll. This is going to be a big spread, right? This Delaware gonna, has yeah. definitely dominated their opponents throughout the year. Uh, One sixty-four. Sacred to Heart has a good running back. I'm struggling to remember his name at the moment, but he's good. And. uh but they, I mean, this is a team that lost to Duquesne out the gates by three. Now they did beat Duquesne in overtime just a week ago. Uh, that, that is one. Uh, can sacred hearts defense keep them in the game is the question. I don't think it, they can. We're going to see. They got Julius chest. That's it. That's it. He's a beast. Is he? He's okay. Uh, 68 rushes, 544 yards, eight yards per carry. Yeah. Seven touchdowns. When you watch that, that conference, he just jumps out at you. He's like, he, this is a guy that probably should be playing in a, in a, in a better conference, Ju- but Julius chestnut man to keep an eye on. That guy can play. Uh, you're on the, you're on the hens, right? Yeah. All about the hands. So that would potentially set up South Dakota State against Southern Illinois rematch. By the way, it's hard to beat a team twice in the same season, Petty C. That's true. Then you got Delaware pl- facing the winner of this, and this is, I think, a really interesting game. Davidson, first time ever in the FCS playoffs, Petty C. Triple Ooh. option. Nice. Triple option going up against Jacksonville State. I think we all want to take Jacksonville State here, but I was telling NC Nick this on the phone. I was saying. Isn't it interesting though? Because the triple option, I think can fuck with you and you only have four days to prepare. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this is, it's an interesting matchup. It's an interesting matchup because what's the way to Jacksonville state. We know they got studs nine right? and two on the season for Jacksonville state. Now granted, uh, some of that is from five of those yeah. were in the, uh, or four of those were in the fall. And you look at Davidson and Davidson, you know, yes, they, they, they they've won some close games. They've lost some, close. they lost at Elon 26, 23, 
They beat Stetson 26, 20. They beat Presbyterian by they, they, they split with Presbyterian. They beat them by 17 and they also lost by five. They beat San Diego by six. That's the big one. And then Moorhead state by three. I mean, this is, there's a great chance that Jacksonville state just rolls, but I, I just think that the new the triple option kind of can keep you in the game. The way it bleeds the clock. Interesting. Interesting. Jacksonville state's still going to roll, right? I agree with you. I mean, Jacksonville state's record suggests that they're easily the pick here. Um, but again, not necessarily, well, they, they've handled their business and I'll say this, um, darn it. I just had them pulled up. They, uh, they are, are Davidson is not blowing teams out. Yeah. Well, triple I, it's like Navy. I feel like, yeah. Davidson with a three point loss, a six point win, a 17 point win, a three point one, a six point win and a five point loss. So they are in almost every single game. So I would expect that trend to continue against Jacksonville state. I do expect Jacksonville state at home to get it done though. Yeah. I wonder what this line will be. Might be I might take Davidson in the points because of the ability to milk that clock. All right, let's hop on over to the other side of the bracket. James Madison VMI Virginia military Institute, 11 AM Saturday, Patty C on the West 2 PM on the East. Mm. I think this is the best offense that JMU has faced all year. The key debts and they've battled adversity. Yadinsky, their top quarterback tore his ACL out for the year. They lost their center at one point. They lost their running back at one point. This team has been just fighting. And that's why I think VMI and the points is the play. Now the last time these two teams met in 2009, 2009, yeah. JMU won 44 to 16. But a lot has changed in 12 years, Patty. Said. It has been a while. It has watch been. out for the key debts. That's all I'm going to tell you. Let me tell you what, do we know the spread on this yet? No, no it hasn't come out yet. I was thinking about fading JMU against uh, Richmond. And then I just had a BDE moment. I flipped it. It paid off. It got the cover. The JMU defense is amazing. I've been really impressed with the defense. Yeah. Number I'm, one defense in the country. I'm curious how it will match up against the air raid. We shall see. Let me see uh JMU's uh body of work. James Brooks touchdown, man. Just watching JB do the damn thing. You know? Yeah. That was a great rivalry. Give me give me some uh what is it? I saw who is it? Or um not Earl Campbell, but he kind of reminds me of Earl Campbell. Derrick Henry put the uh post on Instagram or on Twitter saying we should break out the the throwbacks and had himself dressed up in an Oilers uniform. He kind of is Earl, Earl Campbell, Campbell re- reincarnate. Dude, the Earl Campbell highlight film is. I mean, look, uh, the Derrick Henry, what he did to Earl Thomas, what he did to, uh, I believe a, there was another defensive back. He just completely obliterated. Yeah, but his are more stiff arms. Earl whereas Campbell's Earl Campbell is battering ram. Oh my god! But um, like that, you see that video where the guys are always saying "cram," and the guys are like uh, standing in the little ring against the bull and getting just fucking launched. No, 20 feet. That's Earl that. Campbell. Huh? He's a bull that's hitting you in your fucking chest. Well, back to this game though. I'm on VMI in the points, uh, depending what the points will be. If, if I'm thinking it's going to be like 13. Yeah. I'm going to take VMI in the points. Look, I'm not sold on the key debts. I think JMU's defense will shut that down. And I think JMU's figured it out on offense over the past couple of games. I do think the offense is getting better. It's taking a couple quarters though, for it to kick how in. How fast can you learn how to stop the air raid? What does the air raid do? Well, against a great defensive line. They get the ball out fast. That's true. Fast. That does neutralize a great defensive line often. 
Um, this is it. This is one of the best matchups to me of week one. All right. Or the, the playoffs. Certainly a little in-state flavor. I believe it's the first two, the first time these two programs have ever met. Beautiful. First time VMI has won the SoCon since 1975. Wow. Missouri state. Uh, Bobby Petrino motorcycle road rash face is in the F CS playoffs. I can't wait to hell of a job by Petrino. So he's far. doing it, he's doing it, man. Well, he's done it at those universities too. I mean, uh, at, at North Dakota, this one should be an interesting one. Uh, North Dakota, I think for a lot of the year, we thought were the best team in the nation. They still might be They're four and one, but they haven't played in a fucking month. Um, this is in grand forks, North Dakota, Patty C the mm. last time they played North Dakota won 34, nothing, but that was before Bobby Petrino was there. Yeah. Was 2017. Uh, I'm going to take North Dakota here, but I think this is a dangerous game, especially because they haven't played in a while. Missouri state's had the benefit of being able to play some games. Yep. I think that's an advantage to Missouri state, but I still think North Dakota is going to win that in that dome up there. North Dakota sitting at four and one on the season. What do we got for uh, Missouri state, Missouri state. I think they run it. They went, well, they played in the fall. So they're counting those wins too. five and four. Okay. But since spring ball started, I believe they have just one loss. Yes. And that is at North Dakota state or against North Dakota state. They lost 25, nothing. Well, depending on what uh, the spread is on this, you know, and even maybe sprinkle some on the money line just because you have the Petrino factor. But I think North Dakota has proven it throughout the year. Yeah, I think North Dakota's actually legit. I think they're a ch- they're a nice, f- nice dog to take to win the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, beating the uh, number one team in the country pretty handily earlier in the season is a pretty good look for North Dakota. I'm going to and another team, another playoff team in Southern Illinois. They beat the previous week by 13 or by 23. So, um, yeah, give me North Dakota all day. The fighting. Hawks. I am not looking forward to seeing them potentially in the second round as a Duke. Yeah. Yeah. And then you got, this one is just talk about a blue blood uh, matchup here. North Dakota state, Eastern Washington. This is happening at North Dakota state though. in far in the Fargo dome. These two programs have won a lot of national championships between them. Uh, This year together, their record is 11 and three. You got, I think Eastern Washington is a live dog in this Eric Barrier. Yeah. That's really the problem with North Dakota state. I think they're, they're they're, you know, they've had quarterback issues with Nolan or or the, the freshman, what Miller, I think his name is. Um, They just, they're, they're not as good offensively as years past. Yeah. Defensively. They're good. Well, that, that wave eventually had a crash on North Dakota state. It's been amazing that they've uh, kept it going for as long as they have at a championship level, but eventually you have to take a step back for a season. Who knows if it'll be a sustained well, they got, like, what, Quincy Patterson coming in from Virginia tech next year mm. or for in the fall. So uh, this is a dangerous game. What do you think of this one? Oh, let me see here. Uh, this is, the, this is by far the best. First round match. Yeah, right? I mean, give me North Dakota State until proven otherwise. This team's won what eight out of the last nine national championships at this level. I'm gonna trust, even though I believe it's on the road at Eastern Washington. No, it's actually I, in. It's in the Fargo. It's Dome. in the Fargo yeah. Dome. Yeah. Okay, boom. Give me, give me North Dakota State all day. I just worry about the quarterback play because I think Eastern Washington is gonna be able to put up some points. Yeah. Um. Five I, and one, two hundred forty-four points in six games. But that dude is maybe the best quarterback. I don't know, but NFL five wise. game win streak for Eastern Washington. Yeah, they're legit. 
They are legit. That's close to like 45 points per game. 244. Let me do the math on that. Uh, 244 divided by and, six. And Eastern Washington should really be undefeated. Week one, they lost to Idaho. They didn't have their coach. Putting up 41 points per game. They didn't have their coach and a lot of their roster. Eastern Washington. Yeah. Yeah. So they lost 28-21 in that one, but they beat that same very team a week ago. Uh, after that, it has been it's been Crew City, 45-13, uh, 42 62-10. 32 to 22, 38, 31. And uh, now comes this game. I, I think uh, depending on what that line is, I, I could be going Eastern Washington. I think they're the potential live dog here. Yeah. Depending. Yeah. I think you're right. I think looking at now, all the, I feel like the Fargo dome is the, the what the horseshoe. What's what's an impossible play is the LSU uh, of um, college football in terms of stadiums. Um, but I don't know that that's 100% true. I just, ima- I imagine the, uh, no, 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 it is. That was the f- South, the South Dakota state was the first time someone beat him in the Fargo dome in a long time. I forget the, the, the amount of games it was, yeah, that's, but that's your indicator right there. Keep an eye out on, on senior quarterback from Eastern Washington, Eric Barrier. This dude is a true dual threat stud Patty C. Uh, I mean, look, there's the, I mean the last full season he got to do yeah. 31 touchdowns, four interceptions. All right. Sheesh. 3,700 yards passing. He also rushes for a lot of yards too. He is, like I said, coming into the season, he was probably the, the, the best FCS quarterback. Now. Yeah. Well, his size is he on NFL radar is probably not as much as some. Uh, he also rushed for 613 yards that season. Mm. So uh, keep an eye out. I, that's why I think that's pretty good for a quarterback. In, that's why they're in a great live dog spot. Is yeah. they, they're going to be able to move that ball. Um, and then the final game of the, uh, of the first round here, Monmouth at Sam Houston state. And believe it or not, man, I like Mon. This is the first game kicking off Saturday, 9am on the West noon on the East. Yeah. I know Sam Houston state, Eric Schmidt, they've been studs all year, but I've been impressed with Monmouth, Tony Musket, their quarterback. I like their defense. I think this is, I'm curious to see this line. Yeah. Um, I am too. I just think that Monmouth probably, uh, not playing in the best of conferences, um, big South, you know, you got Kennesaw, Charleston Southern, by the way, Autry Denton, I was watching that game. Head coach of Charleston Southern, former Irish running back. Could yeah. we see him in the, uh, FBS ranks eventually for noted? <laughs> That's yes. right. Well, Monmouth three and oh, but they have gotten the better. They have kind of whipped a lot of teams asses in that process. Scoring margin of 125 to 53 during that three game stretch. So, so it's easy to see a tide turn. It is easy, easy to see a tide turn. That said, uh, Sam Houston State, I believe, is pretty effing solid. Uh, I, I'm telling you, I got to see these lines, but just stay tuned. The college, exp- the college football experience will have you covered. Um, uh, I'll say this. Best game of the of the opening weekend. If I had to rank, I'm going to rank all all the games for you. One, North Dakota State, Eastern Washington. Yeah, must see TV. Yeah, two. I'm going to go Southern Illinois, Weaver State. Mm. Could right? be a good one. Three, Missouri State, North Dakota. Four, James Madison, VMI. Five, Davidson, Jacksonville State. Six, Monmouth, Sam Houston State. And the two real blowouts that I see here. Probably going to be Delaware, Sacred Heart, South Dakota State, North, Holy Cross. Every other game, I think, can be a game. Pretty compelling. The Davidson one could be a blowout too, but I'm just—I I think the triple option might be the perfect 
remedy to keep them in the game. Yeah. So often does that milk that clock. Can't wait for these fucking move games. those chains. We will preview all of those games on the college football experience this week. So stay tuned. It's going to be great. Try to get some guests on too. talking, talking all this action, but uh, all right. I want to tell you guys at the college experience FCS uh, selection Sunday reaction show and first year FBS coach uh, preview, I guess preview and picks, I should say episode on the college experience on the sports gambling podcast network is brought to you by WinBet. WinBet is bringing you the action of real sports betting with the win Las Vegas experience. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports games. They got generous promos, odds, and parlays. They're happening right now at WinBet. Get started today and you'll receive a special offer up to a $500 risk-free sports bet. Are you kidding me? 500 smackaroos, Patty C? It's nice. I mean, come on. That's a rent payment if you're living in fucking Oklahoma. I could right? use 500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at winbet.com. That's W-Y-N-N-Bet.com and download the app today. All right, so let's get into this. Look, uh, we're going to talk way more on FCS. We're really excited to bring you that. Um, yeah. But this is, we're still previewing the FBS 2021 season here. And with doing so, let's talk college football coaching hires. Let's bring up first. Let's just go right into Steve Sarkeesian. Mm. Steve Sarkeesian. All right. And we're going to, what, what do you think of this hire? And let's forecast the season for the Longhorns of what we actually think yeah. will happen, how this is going to work yeah. out year one. And then we can uh, theorize on what the fans level of frustration will be at the end of year one, assuming that there is, for I mean, out the gate, I think it's a dangerous game. Yeah. Yeah. You do not want to fool around on a team that beat a New Year's Six team. I mean, what do you think their chances are of winning this game? Texas's or yeah. Louisiana's? Uh, Texas's. You think it's eighty percent? Seventy-five. I mean, it's a team that got swept by Maryland out the gate. Yeah. Two years in a row. There's just so much more talent on the Texas roster, but obviously, it hadn't been coached up incredibly well under Herman, and then uh, Sarkeesian sticking, in, uh, stepping in, probably a somewhat different system. It's a very dangerous spot for Texas. I mean, if he loses that, they are at Arkansas and Sam Pittman. I watched some of the Arkansas spring game on Saturday. Yeah. I think Arkansas is going to be solid this year. They will be. And I expect them to improve in the rankings. And so, so what do you grade the higher Sarkeesian off the, off the, before we even dive in off the, the cuff? I think C plus, I think it got worse. I think Herman is a better coach than Sarkeesian. Yeah. I think their hiring process now, maybe the coordinator wise that maybe they brought in better names, but I think as a head coach, Tom Herman is a better head coach than Steve Sarkeesian. I would be inclined to agree with you only because uh, Sarkeesian's had his opportunities at other schools and it didn't go completely according as to uh, plan. Now, obviously that was as a head coach and not an offensive coordinator, but um, he's Stepping in as the head coach again. Yeah. And so even Elling, I mean, yeah, not Elling, even uh, Herman at Texas, I think those teams were better than USC and Washington with Sarkeesian. Yeah. So here we are. Okay. So what do you think? What do you think year one? Louisiana, you're going to give them the win there? Yeah. They'll win that out the gates, probably. All right. At Arkansas. They'll probably win that. I, I, I got them one and one. Okay. I don't think they have enough to. I mean, yes, they could th- be two and two and two and oh there, and it wouldn't shock me. Yeah. 
I just think it's two hard games for a coach coming in. They're very well capable of losing one of those. Yeah. I'm going to give them one and one. Okay. Uh, they're home to rice. So I think rice is playing a lot better, but They'll they're be going to beat rice. Yeah. Home to Texas tech. That's probably a win there. I think, I think I'm I've got them three and one out the gates. No, you got a five, four. No. Well, I, I have them losing one of those. I'll say if I had to go game by game, I would favor them in each of those independently, but for them to get through the first four games against teams that are as high quality as Louisiana going to Arkansas and then uh, Texas tech, I think they drop one of those four. I agree. They're at TCU. Gary Patterson has an unbelievable record against the, the Longhorns. I'm Give gonna, me TCU. I, yeah, exactly. Uh, I got them at three and two. Then they're the, the game, the cotton bowl, they're going to the red that. river shootout. Patty C that's right. Out. Um, uh, and I guess I'll, I'll just, uh, I'll cue this guy while, while I'm, while I'm at it. And you're nothing but a chameleon. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. That's what they get for call, trying to call it the red river. Right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Coward terrorist pussies. Absolutely. Yeah. I like the, uh, the, uh, what is it? The mayor in that? Who's like trying to like manage the yeah, uh, town hall like, meeting. Okay, We got boy scouts here. He, he looks like Reverend Lovejoy <laughs> from the Simpsons. Okay. Okay. But hold on. What, what do you think about Oklahoma? Um, Oklahoma's going to kill him. I mean, it's a rivalry game. So it probably won't. It'll probably be a very close yeah, I game. I think this is going to be, this can go either way. Yeah. Sometimes though, the doors get blown off in this game. And if there was a year for it, this might be it. Cause I think Rattler's, Kind of figured it out, and I think he's rightfully in the yeah, Heisman I'll, conversation. I'll take the Sooners as well. So that, I got them then at, how do you see? I got them at uh, three and three. Yeah. Then they're home to OK State. Not a gimme. They're going to get it done, though. Okay. Four and three, because this is a big one for them. For Sarkeesian, if he, especially losing the TCU in Oklahoma. Yeah. If he loses this, you want to talk about a murderer's first season. Uh, you know, like a, just an absolute, he's going to be, imagine if he loses to Lafayette out the gate mm-hmm. and then he gets back on track with Arkansas rice and Texas tech. And they're saying, Oh, but they're panicking after week one. They lose a Lafayette, right? Yeah. But then they're three and one. They're thinking, okay. And imagine they lose to TCU, Oklahoma and Oklahoma state. All very possible, especially with TCU on the road. And imagine them being three and four then. Hmm. Already questioning firing Herman. So what are you doing with, with uh, the Oklahoma state game? <laughs> I think they lose that game even at home. I think it's close. I think this is. Yeah. I mean, if their quarterback uh, ends up playing like he did in the bowl and really shows up and g- g- give me them to get this one. I got, okay. I got him at four and three. You're being generous right now. I'm putting him at three and four right now. Okay. Then they get a bye week and they're at Baylor. <laughs> Uh, I guess you got to figure they beat Baylor at this point. Yeah, I got so I got them moving to five and three. Yeah, Denner at Iowa State. They'll probably lose that. That's a loss. Back to back away. That's a loss. Five and four. Home to Kansas. It's a win. Six and four for me. Five and five for you. Yeah. At West Virginia. That's that's the uh, game on the schedule. That's the uh, the make or break for the Texas season. Um. I got them going into Morgantown and getting it done. I don't. Yeah, I don't blame. I you. have them losing this one, so now we have the same record essentially. Yeah, right? I, I probably shouldn't. I should probably have them losing in Morgantown. There's nothing to suggest that Texas will be able to handle that. 
Um, all right, I'm gonna give him a loss then on so that. You have him one game less than me, so I have him at what six and six. You have him at five and six, I think. With one game to go. No, 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 because of the Kansas one. So I had him at four and three, five and three, five and four, six and four, six and five is mine. Okay, you got you're, it. You're at five and six. Okay. Uh, home to K State in the final game of the season. That's where they get bowl eligible for me, six and six. Yeah, I'll give him that one. I got him at uh, I got him at seven and five. Not bad for a first year under Sarkeesian, but. Certainly not really? the improvement they're hoping for. I mean, Herman's first year, he was probably better. I think what year, what year did Herman get there? 17 or 16? Mm, sounds about right. Somewhere in there. Well, I guess they went seven and six that year. So still not good. This still, program has been the expectations yeah. should be way higher. Like Texas is back guys. <laughs> they're back. Um, I know you guys haven't heard that before, but apparently Texas is back. So well, look, if, if, if he goes six and six, I uh, hate to tell you this guys, but uh, you know, they open up. I don't they get Bama in week one or two next year. Let's check out old 2020. They get Bama. Like, okay. They get Terry Bowden first and ULM. Then they get Bama they in get, Austin. Yep. I mean, that's fun though. Sarkeesian event against Saban yet another opportunity for Saban to keep his so undefeated seven and five or six and six. What's the best case scenario for Texas too. Ten and two is generous on this schedule. Yeah, I mean, I really feel like uh, Oklahoma game is borderline. Impossible. You know what? There's potential. You let them sputter out the gate. Yeah, there is potential for a nightmare season. A five and seven season. <laughs> there is potential for that. <laughs> um. Well, and another factor is that Sarkeesian's not going to probably have all summer getting these guys ready and, you know, figuring out his system. So you grade that as a C higher, correct? C plus C plus. Okay. Let's hop on over to Jed fish in Arizona yeah. off, off the top of the head. This is a, a guy and he brought in Don, Don Brown and Chuck Cecil on the defense. Yeah. Um, he has a coaching background. Uh, he worked, he's coached under Steve Spurrier, Bill Belichick and Pete Carroll. Yeah. Pretty strong coaching tree, all champions at some point in their lives. Jed fish, 44 years old um, from New Jersey. I do think that uh, I actually like the hire. I actually think the hire is better than the Sarkeesian hire. It could be. We just don't know. I like the Don Brown hire. You've already impressed me like defensively adding Don Brown and Chuck Cecil. Yeah. Then when I look at the pedigree of being with Spurrier, Belichick, and and uh, and Pete Carroll, I'm like, okay, well they'll be all right offensively, I think. Um. Now we can talk about year one. Dude, let me tell you about Jed Fish. Okay. The number of coaching stops he's been to is unbelievable. I'm gonna read it down the list. It's gonna take me a minute. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ninety-seven. He was at Gainesville. The Spurrier. Parkway, I guess. I don't uh, know. Okay. Yeah. He's like a high school. He was, he was doing, defensive he was coordinator doing construction. on. He was paving roads. That's right. New Jersey wild dogs in 98 Florida as a grad assistant, 99 2000 Houston Texans, Baltimore Orioles, Denver Broncos, Baltimore Orioles, uh, or Baltimore Ravens. Ravens. <laughs> yeah. yeah he was a manager for the Orioles for a year. Hey, Weaver. <laughs> That's right. Uh, um, Denver Broncos, uh, Minnesota. I don't know why they aren't, I guess uh, because they're a college team, they don't need to specify the uh, the team name. So 
Minnesota Golden Gophers, uh, Seattle, Miami Hurricanes, Jacksonville Jaguars, Michigan, UCLA, LA Rams. And he was at Michigan with Harbaugh, no? Um, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. So he's got he's got connections. And then the too. Patriots, but he's never spent more than two years or three years in any job. He was uh, an office offensive assistant for the Ravens. 2004 to 2007. This dude's been doing it for 24 years and he's been to a different place every other year. I'm sure that wasn't what the, uh, was Harbaugh. So he's two, he's wild got two administration Harbaugh coaching stuff yeah, too. Yeah. So two Harbaugh's Spurrier, Pete Carroll, Bill <laughs> Belichick. You're telling me it's not a decent hire. Well, he's definitely got, you know, uh, an impressive coaching tree that he's a part of. Um, but I think that Belichick uh, castoffs have typically, um, you know, not produced great success. You're right, especially in the NFL. Right. So we're going to see what he brings, but I think it was a great move on his part to get Don Brown. Yeah. yeah. Get Don Brown. Get, uh, you said Brewski, was it? No, uh, uh, Chuck Cecil. Cecil. Yeah. yeah. They, and they, they, they brought in a couple former Arizona players that I'm excited to uh, see if they can revamp and do a desert swarm defense. There it is. You know, you, you gotta, you gotta pull. What do you the grade strings. this one? I think it's actually like a B plus. Mm, well, it remains to be seen. I'm not going to give it that good of a grade. It, it's got to be better than the last time they stepped on a football field. They lost by 70 to Arizona, <laughs> or Arizona state. Someone is the only coach I've ever seen that has had less wins than the year before, like six consecutive seasons. It was just like the ultimate downward spiral for, uh, for fucking homeboy. Uh, someone. Yeah. But now fish steps in. And uh, yeah, we're going to see. I mean, I, I'm not super confident that it's going to be great. I, I think it'll be a little bit more of the same mediocre, but maybe uh, he has, as Charlie Weiss puts it, a decided schematic advantage over these lowly college coaches. You got to pull something from all those stops. Come on. Yeah. Uh, all right. BYU out the gate at the death star, September 4th for the Arizona wildcats. Look, BYU replacing Zach Wilson, replacing some of that offensive line, I like Kalani Sataki, but I also think Arizona is fully capable of winning this game. Now, I think BYU will be the favorite. Yeah. Wouldn't shock me if Arizona won the game, though. Uh, it wouldn't shock me either. It's going to be a 21 to 18, 21 17 game. BYU should be better than them. BYU should be way more physical. Do I have to remind you that USC needed a deflected touchdown pass to beat them, to beat Arizona last year? Fair enough. Fair enough. How good really was USC though? USC potentially should have lost to UCLA. Yeah. But my thing with Arizona, you go back and look at Arizona's schedule. Yeah. Yes. That Arizona state game, uh, you know, everything was horrible there, but they have a four point loss to USC. Yeah. Okay. A 17 point loss to Washington, 17 point loss to, uh, to UCLA and a, and a 11 point loss to Colorado. I think there's more talent on this team. Then uh, those aren't exactly say, uh, like nail biter scores. I just think, I mean, 70 to, compared to 70 to 70, is, <laughs> right. but I mean, uh, setting the bar kind of low there. I think they're going to be in this game. And how about this? How about I bring up the case that lot? What, who was it last year that uh, UTSA only lost by what? Seven to uh, BYU or something. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So you tell me Arizona, the death star, Jed fish, Don Brown dialing up a defense on a brand new quarterback. <laughs> Look, BYU last year proved to be one of the best teams in the country. Meanwhile, Arizona was winless. 
I'm taking BYU. Yeah, I'm easily taking BYU here. I think it's going to be a close game, but I think, uh, yes, right now I would favor the momentum is strongly in BYU's favor. Okay. Week two, San Diego state, the Aztecs come to Tucson. What are you thinking? I I bet San Diego state gives it to him too. Although I think this game will be really close. This game's going to be close. Yep. I'm going to call for Arizona to get the win. Wow. Bullish on the wildcats. One and one, potentially two and oh, Petty C. Then the Lumberjacks of Northern Arizona, who just finished their season with a nice win on a, over uh, beating Idaho yesterday, they come to Tucson. Arizona gets the win, right? Arizona gets the win for sure. So I got them at two and one. You got them at one and two. Yep. At Oregon, L. Okay, I agree there. So I got them at two and two. You got them at one and three. Yep. Bye week hosting UCLA. Interesting game. Yes. Very, Very interesting, interesting game. game. The fact that it's. In Tucson really works well for Arizona. That said, I think UCLA is ready to turn a corner. I, I give them a slight edge here. Uh, yeah, I'll go UCLA too. So I got them at two and three. You got them at one and what? One and uh, four? One and four, yep. Uh, at Colorado. I got them losing that game. I do too right now. So one and five, or two, two and four for me, one and five for you. Home yeah. to Washington on national TV on a Friday night. Loss. I think they could win that. But they're probably gonna lose. Yeah, one of these ones that, that we're we're not seeing. Okay, they're gonna win one of those ones we're not seeing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I got them at two and four. Then you got them at, or two. I got them at two and five. You got them at one and six. Yep. At USC, loss. I agree. Yeah. Home to Cal. Uh, I can give them a win there. I I, you still I don't, don't trust Cal. I don't know why I would. I'm just trying to be generous to Arizona right they're now. They're gonna beat someone we're not expecting. And dead finish. Yeah, I'll say based on that Cal win. It could be one of the ones that isn't expected or it's Cal, but they will be due for their second win. I'll give them, I'll give them one by that point in the season. And I, that'd be my third win. Then they're home to Utah. It's a loss. Yeah. At Wazoo. It's probably a loss at Arizona state. That's a loss. Yeah. So I got them at, I got them at uh, three, potentially four wins. Yeah. You have them at two sitting in a fat two and 10. Not a great first year for good old Jed Fish, but you know maybe it's one of those years where you're just putting your system in place and you know planting the seeds. I think that's that should be the expectation for Arizona fans because the Pac-12 was tough. You know? Yeah. Okay. Let's go to Terry Bowden. Are you excited that Terry Bowden is back at Louisiana Monroe? I'm less excited about Terry Bowden than I am his offensive coordinator. Yes. Yes. For some reason, which I'll never understand <laughs> the biggest rich Rodriguez fan in all the land. Well, I just, I think he's gotten a pretty raw deal of things. You know, he took uh, Arizona to uh, they won. Yeah. The Arizona 12, had a, probably their best stretch with him. Michigan was improving. He started, he started well, with Dick Tomey was the best, but then yes, after him. Yes. Dick. To- well, okay. Yeah. Um, but he had some great, great years. Like uh, as an Arizona coach took him uh, to the peace bowl, yeah. a new year, six game. is not something Arizona is used to seeing. Um, they did get throttled by uh, who was at TCU in that game, but TCU should have been the national championship that champion that year. So understandable either way did a great job. There did a great job at Tulane. Uh, took them undefeated with Sean King. Uh, took Clemson what eleven and one with Woody Dancer. Yeah, or ten and one. Yeah. Um, and then uh, took West Virginia to the brink of a national championship. 
was getting it turned around in Michigan. Although he started out with fucking, like I said, Nick Sheridan and tape four CA. Neither of those dudes had any business being on a college football field. Then he gets Denard Robinson. The offense fucking explodes. Obviously the defense hadn't figured it out yet. They got throttled. Fire it up. Yeah. How are you not excited to talk Louisiana Monroe football? And Look, Rich and Rich Rodriguez, he, he got uh Ole Miss's offense rolling before uh, Matt Luke got fired. And then he fucked an assistant. He or, fucked it. Yeah. An intern. You know, wouldn't you, I would be fucking and, all the interns and you better believe that she went home or rich Rodriguez went home and he, and he was feeling like this. The best looking man, the best dressed man, <laughs> long limousines, mm. jet airplanes, Woo. custom made clothes, and any woman in the world <laughs> I want. Apparently not. Apparently yeah, it was not no, okay. For like a day he did, and right. then then when the story broke, obviously, then then he yeah. felt like this. Yeah, yeah, he felt like he felt like shit afterwards. No smarter. Uh, Football. I agree. I agree completely. Rich Rodriguez <laughs> is very fit. Yeah, come on. <laughs> give, give Rich Rod a break, guys. <laughs> you guys are all booing him, saying he's a cheater on, on his wife, which he is. Unfaithful man. Yeah, but it's none of our fucking business. He is right? faithful to none of our that offense. Business. And give that guy a track star, and he'll make your fucking offense run. And believe it or not, Terry Bowden got a raw deal at Akron. You've yeah. seen how bad Akron's become with him gone. Just, yeah. just a few years ago, he played for the Mac Championship. Yeah, he got fired the year after taking Akron to the Mac Championship. Unbelievable, unbelievable! Look, and then he's what he had that stretch with Frank Sanders and and Patrick Nix at Auburn. He's he, an underrated coach. People think uh, people forget that Bowden got Bobby Bowden got Florida State where they are. A kind of on talent, probably a lot of cheating, but. B because he actually had some coaching chops and yeah. so do his sons. So I expect some improvement. I over. think this is an a higher considering your Louisiana Monroe. That's just been trash lately. Yeah. If this is an a higher dude. Uh, now, now let's jump over to their schedule. I think it will take some time to get this team together. Yeah. Cause it's not like you're walking into just extreme talent. Yeah. So I expect them week one at Kentucky. To get rolled. What uh, do you think? We're talking about Louisiana Monroe. Yeah. Let me get this fucking schedule pulled up. I think uh, they're going to get rolled, you know, and, and Kentucky will then, you know, probably do this. What's up, babes? Pack up your rape culture and take a hike. <laughs> right. That's what will probably happen. They'll, they'll t- pack up their rape culture and take a hike with the wind. Uh, there it is. And uh, put uh, a positive spin on their old rape culture there. Nicely done. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, look, but uh, Kentucky's gonna beat him, right? Uh yeah. By f- I, I'm thinking this is gonna be like 45 to 14. Let me see. Louisiana Monroe over the past few seasons, they've been horrible. Oh and ten last year. Yeah, I went to an App State game where they just got destroyed two years ago. La yeah. Monroe was in Boone, 52 seven. I think the final score was. Uh, potentially. I will say. <laughs> There wasn't a single game last year that they gave up less than 31 points. So defense is a bit of an issue. I don't expect that to get figured out under Bowden and rich Rodriguez, but maybe so, the offense can generate some firepower. So let's just say it. Oh, and one. Yeah. <laughs> out the gates. They get a bye week and then we get Bowden versus Deion Sanders. This is what I'm signing up for this one. Put this one on a fucking Tuesday. 
Please, college football schedule makers. Oh, baby. Can you put this on a Thursday national TV? On Saturday, it is going to get drained. It is going to get, you're, you're, no one's going to fucking know this game happened. That's true. All right. Put this on a Thursday night. That would be amazing. We're going to see Dion with his, some of these transfers that have had to sit out for year one, some of these high star transfers. And of course, his son should do it at the quarterback position, assuming that he takes over the starting role based on. The fact that the quarterback play has sucked for him so it, far this year. I'm telling you, put this on a Thursday, a Wednesday, a Friday, Patty C. Just don't have it on a Saturday. I'll watch the shit out of this game. I, Rich I, Rodriguez and Deion Sanders. Dude, the same Saturday as Florida, Bama, as Auburn, Penn State. This is not going to get watched. Yeah, why would you put it that? Yeah. Put it on Wednesday. Yeah, put it on any of those fucking nights at Malone Stadium. Who wins this game? <laughs> I think it's a game. It is a game. Give me Jackson State. I think so. They played in the spring. That's an advantage. Yeah. Give me Jackson State as well to get the win. Uh, following up, they go. Uh, they host Troy, the Trojans. They're I'm all over Troy beating them. Yeah. At Coastal Carolina. Easy peasy. Take an L. Home to Georgia State. Take an L. Yeah. Home to Liberty. Take an L. I like that matchup though. You get Rodriguez against Freeze. Oh yeah. Great minds, great <laughs> offensive fireworks going off, but not you know super heavy on the more morality there. I mean, you know though that at some point, maybe it's pregame, maybe it's maybe it's after the game. I, I'm not real sure, but you know, R- Rich Rodriguez and Hugh Freeze. Hugh Freeze is going to pull him to the side and goes, "Yeah, hey, motherfucker, I eat everything. I eat the pussy. I eat the butt. I eat every motherfucking thing." <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know that, you know, that. Oh, you know, Rich Rodriguez is going to be that second guy. Like, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. You can't fault a man for, you know, Bobby Petrino. What is it with these offensive coordinators? Like what a free freeze got strippers. Uh, What's wrong with that? Or maybe prostitutes uh, on a, the, using the school uh, phone. Uh, what's wrong with that? <laughs> <laughs> it's legal in Vegas. All right. Right. Come on. Um, Have some consistency folks. You all love Vegas. You never have any problems with the whole culture going on over there, but can't do it in Kansas. Um, Okay. South Alabama. I think that's, that's one they got to circle October 3rd Hmm. or 23rd. I'm sorry. October 23rd. They could beat them. There's the opportunity for the win. I think South Alabama is going to beat them though, but I think that's the one you circle. If you're a fan, it's Jackson state and South Alabama as your two winnable games thus far. Then they're at app state. Well, let me ask you this. How long does it take for Rodriguez to get some traction with this offense? It depends who the players are. When I went to a game two years ago, they didn't have many players, man. Yeah. (laughs) They didn't have that it factor. Um, uh, I was surprised South Alabama fired their coach. I thought they should have, he should have had one more year there. Yeah. So it makes this game winnable. They're I'm going to say coach. rich Rod gets it turned around by this game and pulls a W. Okay. You know what? I'm on board. Give, me, right. that, give me that win. All right. At app state L yeah. At Texas state. Good game. Potentially L, L though. Home to Arkansas. State. I, you know, te- the pac 12 needs to take notes from the folks down in San Marcos, because a lot of teams are going to San Marcos to play at Texas Baylor state. Is, yeah. Yeah. Baylor is. Well, like, this is a conference game though. It is, yeah. but it just seems I get your like point. they're, they're hosting a lot more games than yeah. they probably should be. As, and, and at a decent level of competition, not that Louisiana Monroe presents that, but I just noticed on their schedule, um, they, it, it's set up for them to win a little more than you would think it would be. But Regardless, I'm going to say that 
ULM takes a loss in okay. San Marcos. Okay. And then the following week, Arkansas state, Butch Jones comes to town, Arkansas state, too talented. Yeah, I guess. No, they're going to be too good. Uh, at LSU L <laughs> they get LSU and Kentucky. <laughs> See my point though. The SEC will go out and grab New Mexico state, UMass and La Monroe, who was winless last year. Yeah. They have two games in the SEC. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just whoever, whoever can get the lowest hanging fruit in the I SEC. I mean, the LSU one makes sense because they're both in Louisiana, but the Kentucky one does not. Yeah. Um, then the final game at, at uh, they have two sets of back-to-back away games. Do they have three? No, two sets. Okay. This team's going to go one and one and 11. Mm, 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 mm. Maybe two and 10. If they get Jackson state, this is a hard schedule, man. They will be a dog in every game except the Jackson state game. Probably eight games in Louisiana. Not, not bad. They're going to be a dog in 11 of the 12 games. Yeah. I give me two and 10. What's, what's the, uh, the higher you gave it an A? I give it an A uh, for Bowden. Yeah. Yeah. B plus. And it, it's look, Bowden's long on the tooth. He hands it off. Rich Rodriguez will be the next head coach there. Rich Rodriguez will be gone long before that happens, but Louisiana Monroe what, XFL. He's going to get another head coaching gig in the college ranks. And I, and I believe it may be if he does a great job and gets them to five wins this year, then that offensively show not winning five games. This then year. maybe we see him in Blacksburg with Fuente. Oh my God. You're so full of shit. All right. I want to tell you guys that the college experience is brought to you by better than Vegas, better than Vegas. It's like YouTube, but for what hashtag DJs only care about, which is sports betting. We're giving out free daily video picks over on our better than Vegas profile page. Better than Vegas is always running a ton of free contests as well. They got a, a ton of free picks and handicappers that you need to check out. Make sure you subscribe to our profile so you don't miss any of our picks. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. Patty C. So we got to speed up the pace here, buddy. All right, here we are. Terry Bowden, we went through. I like that hire. I think it was, you know, off the radar. Yeah. It, I mean, makes, it makes sense to me. They did a good job for sure. It makes sense. Um, Let's hop on over to Clark Lee. Vanderbilt. Yeah. Defensive coordinator, Notre Dame, Nashville native, former Vanderbilt player. Vanderbilt's investing heavily in their, in their athletic department, football program, basketball program, $200 million. They said they don't want to be a doormat anymore. They say Clark Lee is that answer to them not being a doormat anymore. And Jerry Stackhouse in basketball. Let me tell you what, you're going to maybe disagree with me here, but I think it's an a hire. I'm curious to see. I mean, he's a former player. I like that. Yeah. I feel like if you're Vanderbilt, how often do you get a guy that like values your program and doesn't look at you as a stepping stool to something bigger? That's true. I feel like that's all Vanderbilt has ever been to any coach knowing that they're in the sec and they just don't have the resources or the uh, school uh, population in order to compete realistically. I, I think the jury is still out. I do like that. That, yeah, that way of thinking there. So I'm going to give it a B based off that. Yeah. Now, as far as can he coach football, I have no idea. Yeah. I mean, Notre Dame had a great defense. They did have a good defense, but they've been, they're having a good defense. He was an assistant under, uh, what's the, the A&M defensive coordinator, Mike Elko. Yeah. So he kind of just nice took little over. Coaching yeah, tree. that is good. Actually. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you're talking me into this. <laughs> uh, let's go through the schedule. The Vanderbilt Commodores opening I up. I don't know that it's going to yield any more wins. Is the thing Saturday, September 4th, 
East Tennessee State, who was actually decent in the uh, SoCon FCS, can East Tennessee State give them a game? Uh I doubt it. Give me a uh, Vandy, wins, give me Vandy right? Handily. I think it might be closer, but I think Vandy handles it. Okay. Right. At Colorado State, that's a loss. Yeah, probably. Uh, home to Stanford. Mm, that's a loss. So one and two out the gates, and they're home to Georgia. It's a loss. One and three, home to UConn. There's your win. <laughs> Good job scheduling uh, SEC team. Um, sure. Is there a chance this is a close game? Mm, only because Vandy sucks so bad. But UConn isn't bringing anything to the table, or yeah, at least uh, uh, Edsel hasn't shown. I'm with you. They're two and three. Yeah. Two and three at Florida. Loss. At South Carolina. Loss. Two and five. They could win that though. The South could Carolina win at win. South Carolina. Yeah. yeah, I think it's going to be a, a 17-10 game. Who like who that. stepped in? Beamer versus yeah. Carl. We're going to get the Beamer in a minute here. Yeah. But I think that South Carolina. If you're a Commodore fan, circle the South Carolina game. Circle the Colorado State game. Even circle the Stanford game. Yeah, make sure you circle yeah. that circle East, the schedule. East Tennessee State <laughs> game too, because that's your only like For only sure. game you'll be favored in. Uh, maybe UConn. Uh, I think they'll be favored in UConn. Yeah. Uh, so we got them right now. Is what two and two and five? Yeah. Mississippi State at home. Interesting, but I still think that's a loss. Yeah. Missouri loss. Bye week. Uh, home to Kentucky. I mean, they might get one of those three. All three at home in Nashville. <laughs> I'm giving them a win in that stretch. I'm not. All right. I, you know where I'm giving them the win? The final huh. game of the season at, at Tennessee. Tennessee look, this te- this rivalry is a you know in the past like uh, eight matchups are four and four with the score being exactly. Even. Wow, got some Duke UNC going on with Vandy Tennessee. Who'd have thunk it? I'm taking them. Look. But after Kentucky, they have at Ole Miss. They lose that. But this yeah. is a back-to-back stretch. Oh, so I'm gonna. I don't know. That's tough. You're taking a road team on a back-to-back road trip. This team's winning two to three games this year. Give me three and nine for Vandy. I'm with year you. Three one. and nine. Let's do it. Yep. Three and nine. Clark Lee. Yeah, it's gonna take time. I mean, if James Franklin was the kind of guy that could turn Vandy into an eight-win team, I imagine that that's Vandy's fucking ceiling ever. Um, but Clark Lee being that Vandy guy that you never see who knows, maybe he sticks with the program for a long time and eventually turns that now it won't be easy to see a tide turn. Uh, It's easy to see a tide turn (laughs) like George suggests it would be because it's going to take forever. It's going to be a very slow turn, but if you look on it over the course of the next decade from a bird's eye view, it will be very easy to see where that tide turned for uh, Vanderbilt. If Clark leaves the guy, because you know, obviously Turning it around step by step. I think he knows he knows what he has to do. So yeah. we'll see if he can do it. Yeah. Okay, next up. I'm curious your grade for this one. Brian Harson. Stay in the SEC. Uh, I was a skeptic of this one. Yeah. I like Brian Harson. Just read an article, just sent you an yeah. article about why he why he left Boise, because he's Boise's on he went he played quarterback at Boise. Yeah. And he said, Well, there's a ceiling yeah. on how far you can get. Unfortunately, with the way that the FBS is structured, yep, yeah, is structured, that there's no hope for a team like Boise State to yeah. ever get into the playoff. What they go like one loss, and they didn't even get a New Year's Six invite. One loss, and it was at BYU, and their backup quarterback by three. So yeah, they didn't have their backup quarterback playing in that game. Yeah, their starting quarterback playing in that game against a good team. Yeah, 
So, and I think it was a crazy ending too. I wanted you to say like it was almost like a hail mary style yeah. touchdown. Yeah, yeah. The, the the fact that the margin is razor thin for error, and the fact that you're playing a lot of really good teams that aren't being given the credit for being really good that they should, like you should be able to make more than one error in a season and still have a chance at the playoff, you know, especially when you have injuries, what a, Brian, that's a perfect example too. For my point of you miss one game cause you're starting quarterbacks out and yeah. that fucks up your whole season. Yeah. That's kind of stupid. That's retarded. Yeah. yeah. So give me a, Look, it was a great article. I think Sports Illustrated was on. Check it out. I, I retweeted it. Brian Harson on Sports Illustrated talking about his Auburn move. So he he said, uh, why why go to Auburn besides the money? Was that he said to you can't win a championship when you're at a group of five. Right. The system is against you. It won't let you. So he that, acknowledged yeah. it. He he has not struck me as the type of dude that's a whiny little bitch either. I think that you know that's that's from the heart. That's an acknowledgement from him from his heart that he said. I needed to take on a bigger challenge where I have that potential. Well, Boise's won like 17 of 20 conference championships. So yeah. what is like, what, what else do you do? Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's right. like, okay, the fans expect that. So it's not, it's not like you're six, you know, you're really doing something by winning the conference. Yeah. 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 It's true. I mean, on a personal level, you're right. I think uh, there's something about going home to alma mater and coaching there. That's obviously special and you never want to give up. But if, if there's a ceiling there, if you can't get to that next level, then that, I mean, how sad is that, that you, you have to leave home in order to yeah uh, have a chance. Well, that's the problem with the FBS man. But anyway, he's at Auburn and I, they, they got rid of Gus Malzahn who we'll get to in a minute. Cause he's the new hire at UCF. Yeah. But Harson as the hire, what do you grade this one? Well, I just don't know. He hadn't been able to get over the top as Texas's offensive coordinator. Um, he couldn't get maintain the elite, elite success, even though he was very successful at Boise State. He wasn't at the Chris Peterson level. Um, so I think what you're getting is a pretty darn good coach. But do I think that he has the chops to you know, win a national championship and do everything he needs to, especially so far away from his, like, geographic familiar zone. Um, I don't love the hire. Yeah. I was, I wasn't a huge fan of the hire. B minus. I don't hate it. I think, you know, I think C plus. Yeah. Cause you had Malzahn. I mean, look, I I know fans are screaming for Malzahn to be gone, but do you, I think you got worse. Potentially. I mean, yeah. I mean, Malzahn's uh, reputation was very gimmicky. Yeah. But at the same time, like Harson, I don't know. I feel like his gimmicks really paid off in a lot of games against Alabama. You know, he, he was, uh, he was like, what's his name from fucking, uh, the football, what the water boy, the coach, he's all drawing up these crazy fucking plays, kicking onside kicks in the first quarter. Yeah, like yeah. he's crazy. And he is a gimmicky guy kind of guy, but, uh, I do think that, um, well, we'll get to Malzahn later. Yeah. But. Let's, let's go. Let's go. Here we are. Auburn. Out the gates, get hosting the Akron Zips. We touched on this. This is one of the dumbest games of the college football season. It makes no <laughs> sense why this is on the fucking schedule. Yeah. That's a win. Yeah. Then they get Alabama State fresh off. Alabama State just got housed by Alabama AM by I think 45 to 14 yesterday. That's another win. 
That's a win at Penn State. Who? This is an interesting game. This is a true coin toss in my book because I don't know what Penn State's bringing to the table from a quarterback standpoint next year. You got to figure. Uh, you know, they turned it around last year where they lose their first five and won their last four at Penn State. Um, so I'm gonna say Penn State by I'm like Penn State. A, yeah, a point or two. Penn State gets this Auburn's two and one. You want to talk about a scary game sandwich spot? Georgia yeah. State, look, is Auburn's at Penn State. Yeah, they get Georgia State, then they're at LSU. Letdown City is just sitting Watch right there. Watch out for the Panthers Saturday, September twenty fifth against Auburn. I like what this Georgia State team is becoming. Yeah, they played kind of tough. Yeah, you saw it the last time they played at Tennessee, they went into Knoxville and spanked them. Yep. Um, this is a dangerous spot for them. We're gonna give Auburn this win. Well, even if Auburn is finds themselves in a close game in the fourth quarter. They have enough talent where when they need to fucking wake up and, and put it away, they usually do that. You know, let's give them this one circle. That one though, yeah. circle that one for potential top 10 upsets against uh power five. Yeah. I think that one should be in there. Love the spot. The Panthers are catching them at LSU the following week. This I have what a do you fucking got? idea. Yeah. This, game. yeah. this is a great game. Is Harson a better head coach than Ordron? I think so. I think so too. He certainly got more X's and O chops. I would, I would think. Um, I have no idea who's winning this game. It's in Death Valley, I guess. Give me LSU. Bo Nix, uh, third year as a starter here. Um, I don't know how Harson's going to develop him or how that rapport will be by that point in the season. I think it's too early to assume that you know against a coach. You figure uh, LSU got it turned around by the end of last year. Yeah. I'm with you. LSU uh, following week. This is a tough back-to-back stretch here. Uh, not away games, but just back-to-back uh, at LSU home to Georgia. That's L. a loss. Yeah. Yep. So now I got them at three and three and that's with them beating Georgia state there Yeah. at Arkansas, Sam Pittman's bunch. Watch. I watched their spring game Saturday. I think, I mean, last year, Arkansas should have won this game. Absolutely horseshit call yeah. in this game. Give me the Razorbacks. That the was upset. on the planes. A little revenge factor here. Razorbacks get them. I like it. Yeah. Three uh, and four. I'll roll with you. Three and four. By week, then they're home to Ole Miss, Petty C. Uh, give me a, give me Auburn. Give I think, me. I think so, but this is a dangerous yeah, game. Yeah, Auburn might have it's a tough, a dangerous tough schedule here. in front of them. So four and four uh, at AM. An L right now. Yeah, I think so. Four and five. Home to Mississippi State. Give him a win there. You're on the fence on that one, aren't you? I just you? feel like one of the Mississippi schools might get him. Okay. I could just as easily see them if they get their shit together in the offseason. This is still Auburn. This is still a program that has been hauling in top okay. 15 okay. recruiting classes. Well, you're convincing me to take them to beat Mississippi State. Yeah. At South Carolina. Ah, uh, that's a win. Yeah, I'm on board there. Home to Bama. Lost. That's a loss. Yeah. So what is that final record? Six to six? Is that what I see here? Wait, they lose to Bama, AM, Arkansas, Georgia, LSU, Penn State. It's six, right? Yeah. Six and six. Six and six for how will that go? Sit with the old yeah. fans on the planes. Um I don't think it'll sit too well. I think we're giving them also just flat out wins against Ole Miss and Mississippi State. Right. And even, I mean, yeah, I guess. Well, I mean, we yeah. do have them losing to a team that would very traditionally beat 
at Arkansas, but I completely Last year, Arkansas uh, should have beat him in yeah, Auburn. Yeah, I understand why. Yeah. Not only will they have the the, the karma. Yeah, it's of the coming after gods. playing LSU in Georgia. Yeah, just body it's blows. A good spot for Arkansas to get him. Yeah, all right, agreed. I want this pilot. Uh, okay. Auburn's got a tough year in front of them. They do. They do have a tough year in front of them. Let's let's continue down the lines here. All right. Actually, you know what? Let's just go straight into UCF. Gus Malzahn. I think it's a perfect transition to bring up, uh, you know, the guy that they fired. Yeah. And talk some uh, so, some some football here with uh, what we think Gus Malzahn will do. I thought it was a great hire. I think Since, it's. A gr- I think I think UCF Gus Malzahn's a better head coach than Josh Heupel. It they got better. I agree. I agree completely. I will say that that your uh, stance that um, Malzahn is a gimmick, he is translates into the recruiting process too. At this point, he's he's basically doing what Jim Harbaugh did during his first recruiting tour at Michigan, and it's just like doing ridiculous things. He pulls out billboards. What? what yeah. Uh, who put a, a quarantine on all the players so that they yeah. couldn't leave Orlando. So they have to commit to uh <laughs> it's funny <laughs> shit. You know, that's what he does. Um, but what do you grade this one? I like it. I like it a lot. I'm going to give it a, uh, I'm going to give it an a, yeah, I think it's an a man. I think it is an a, um, all right, let's, let's get through this, the schedule here. Uh, UCF out the gate. They are going to play. Boise at Boise home state Boise. Sorry. Oh, uh, how do you feel about this? This matchup? Here? Give me miles on to step. I don't feel great about this one, but I will say Malzahn's more proven than Andy Avalos as being a head coach. But I think this is going to be a good, it's a long game. trip for Boise. They just, they will, they beat your Florida state Seminoles. Just what? Two years don't ago. Call <laughs> don't call them mine. Don't call them mine. Uh, okay. Let's give them that win against Boise. I still think they could lose that one easily. Uh, it's a great matchup of quarterbacks right there. Uh, Bethune Cookman, the wildcats, not sure why this game's on the schedule, <laughs> but let's give it to UCF Yep. Two and oh Friday night, primetime ESPN at Louisville. Mm, this is a great game. This is God. I would hate to be a defensive coordinator. This, this is, is going to be 56 49. Yeah. Guess give me Louisville here. I guess, right? No. You're taking UCF? <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like Louisville was wildly inconsistent for much of last year, but that defense stabilized. was a mess, dude. Yeah. I am on UCF. All right. Well, I'm on uh, Louisville okay. in Cardinal Stadium. Now, they get a bye week, which is, 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 is a great bye week because they get two weeks to prep. For the triple, triple option. option in Navy. Well placed by week there. I think UCF gets it done. I got him four. No, you got him three and one home to East Carolina. We know East Carolina, probably the team that's flying under the radar the most in the country. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> something a, a like championship that. caliber team. Yes. Colby, my, something like my that. pirates. <laughs> my pirates are going to beat them. Uh, this is where they get a loss. Cause they're right. going to be looking at that Cincinnati game. Colby's that guy that they, can't like. They are looking at that since. Tell me comes that's not a the, good spot. Colby, Colby is an SEC fan, whether he wants to admit it or not. <laughs> he is a he hates the SEC and every team in it, but he mean? belongs. I love Mississippi State. Coach Leach is a personal friend of mine. Touche. Right? Touche. Now look, East Carolina catches them after they play a triple option team. You're beat up. Uh, yeah, yeah. And yeah, you yeah. got Cincinnati on deck. 
Yeah, this there could be some look ahead for the Pirates. This is when they get either way. We both got them at four and one four through and the one first five games at Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati's bringing back a lot. Give me the Bearcats. I'm on the Bearcats too. Four and two, home to Memphis Friday night primetime game. I guess they get it turned around and get this nah, one. They, they beat them. Yeah. Yeah. This is good. I got them at uh, what five and two. Yep. Is that correct? Five and two. Uh, at Temple, that could be a cold game Are for you... them, but they get it done. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Six and two, home to Tulane. Dangerous. Give them the win. Dangerous game here. We'll see what Malzahn's came. Oh, that was what Malzahn did. He was on uh, Twitter saying, "I got my players on Twitter. I'm not on Facebook. I'm on Twitter with all my players." He's like. It was the most cringy thing I think. He's like, my my grandma's on Facebook. Your grandma is like 150 years old, Malzahn. You're a grandpa right now. Like, <laughs> you're the old motherfucker you're talking about. Like, uh, that's funny. Uh, home the two lane. You're gonna give him that, huh? Yeah. Dangerous to me. I hesitate, but I'll give him it. This next game's even more At dangerous. SMU. I bet they take an L. I think they take an L. Jim Levitt at SMU. Love that hire. Yeah. Home to UConn. Win home to South Florida. Win. So I got them losing what three? Yeah, nine, nine and three. three. Potentially eight and four. I think their ceiling is ten and two. Not a terrible start from Malzahn there. They they could lose the Boise too. I mean, at the gate. Yeah, they could. Um, okay, let's hop down. We, we were talking Gus Malzahn. Let's let's uh, shall we stay and talk Boise State? Connect these things. Andy Avalos, Patty C. I love the hire. Former player there. Liked what he was doing as a defensive coordinator. He stepped in after Jim Levitt, getting it done at Oregon. I think Oregon's going to miss him this year. Yeah. Um, and here we are with Boise State. They're bringing back Hank Bachmeyer, really good. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are we sure we want? Um, are gonna have Bachmeyer against Dylan Gabriel week one. What a showdown. Yeah. Better quarterbacks than shit. Half the Big Ten probably. Yeah. Right. Uh. Here we are at UCF. Are we? I, I think Boise could win that game. They could easily win yeah. that game. We we just gave them a loss though, so yeah, let's go one. Loss. Home to the UTEP Miners, Patty C. Shout out to Boise. Doesn't play in FCS. Appreciate that. Very nice. Um, UTEP. They they roll against UTEP. Yeah. Home. Hosting Oklahoma State. Oh man, this one's a great game. This is a great one. They're gonna beat Oklahoma State. We are gonna see what Andy Andy Evans has up his sleeve. Uh, obviously the big program experience will pay off in the long term. You would think, or would be valuable in the long term. I'm curious to see who they have. Dude, as the I love offensive this. Look at this, at, look at this at a conference at UCF home to Oklahoma state at BYU challenging themselves and you UTEP, I mean, UTEP's dog shit in the uh, conference USA, but I mean, Hey, at least it's still a could Avalos yeah. be the guy, it's especially with this schedule to push them over the top into the playoff hunt. The, the, I think this schedule lends itself to a playoff run. Uh, should Oklahoma state have a really nice year? Do they take down Oklahoma state? That's a tough one, but I think Bachmeyer, I mean, Span- Sanders and Oklahoma state is going to be a really good game. I'm just going to assume Boise does what Boise does and on the Smurf turf, get, get, the, get the win. Yeah. I'm with you two and one at Utah state. Tough game. Tough game. Coming but, uh, out, especially coming if they were to pull off that OK State win. I'll give him a loss here. Yeah, I think it's dangerous. I don't know. I'm going to give him a win. Yeah, I'll give him a win because Utah State isn't quite what it was a few years ago. Home to Nevada. This is a tricky one. Traditionally has been tricky from Boise one. State. Um, at home, though, on the Smurf turf, give me Boise. 
at BYU. I need to see what BYU has at quarterback before. I'm going to say this between this three game stretch of Nevada at BYU and home to air force triple option. Air force always gives them fits. They're going to lose one. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So there will be, so I got them at two losses. So I got them at what? Five and two, right? Okay. Three and two, right? No, right. There's two, four, six, seven games by the, by the, the time the air force game is done. Oh, by air force. I got them at five and two by their bye week on October 23rd. Okay. Then they're at Colorado State. That's a win. Yeah. This is a tough back to back, though. Yeah. At Colorado State, at Fresno State. That is tough. We're going to see what they're made of. I'm going to have them uh, take a loss in there. I don't know if I am. I'll have them take a loss on the, one of the last five games on the schedule. Uh, give me them to win both those. Then they're home to Wyoming. Now, Wyoming plays them really good. Yeah. But at home, they should have that. Mm. New Mexico. And then at San Diego state, I'm with you. I'm going to give him one more loss. Nine and three, nine and three, not a bad first year for Andy Avalos, nine and three, potentially eight and four, potentially 10 and two. What do you think about the long term? Uh, I like the hire. Yeah, I do want to see him as a head coach, but it makes sense to me. They've done a great job keeping it in the family. I think that's a very important thing for a place like Boise to have that connection to the university and to the fans and the recruits, the local recruits. Um, so I think in keeping with that, they have set themselves up for the foreseeable future, especially because Avalos uh, is a young, young buck, right? Yeah. Uh, hold on, but let's stay here with Utah state hiring uh, Blake Anderson from Arkansas state who we liked. He had Bl- Arkansas state rolling. Yeah. Um, let's let's great. What do you think of that hire for Utah state from Gary Anderson to Blake Anderson? Huh? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think it's a B. Yeah, I guess it's a B. again, uh, geography, a little bit of a question there, Yeah, but you know, coaches can fly. <laughs> I mean, that's, uh, your, that's his analysis. That's my thing. analysis. I want this. <laughs> they <laughs> are able. I want, they, he needs a fucking Anderson needs a pilot to get to you. you what the fuck am I saying? I'm drunk here. <laughs> I am fucking drunk and half asleep from this Sudafed or whatever the fuck I ate earlier. Kobe's been looking at me as I'm like half falling I'm asleep. Like, what the fuck is happening <laughs> over here? Oh, look, Utah State at Washington State, week one. Mm. Utah State, State at Washington State. Yeah. Uh, Washington State. Yeah. Get, what I'm more interested in is Montana and Washington week week two. Because the Grizz yeah. have been fucking annihilating. No, week teams. one. Both are week one. Oh, that's yeah. week one. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, Washington could have a rude awakening to their fucking 2021 <laughs> season. Uh, North Dakota. They're in the FCS playoffs. The fighting Hawks taking on Utah state. Dangerous game for Blake Anderson week two. It is. Gosh, he has potential to start out. zero and five. <sighs> Look at this at Washington state home to North Dakota at air force home to Boise home to BYU. The, he, he better circle. He better circle that North Dakota game. Yeah. And win it because North Dakota's playing well right yeah, now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like they, they could be 0 and 5 very easily. Utah State is not used to that level of uh I'm gonna say one adversity. They're gonna be one and four out of the out of the gate here. All right. Aggies. What do you think? Yeah, I agree with you. Then the second half of the season at UNLV, win. That's the second win. Home to Colorado State, winnable game in Logan. I'll give him it. Great. Okay. Home to Utah or I'm sorry, home to Hawaii. 
I have them losing that game. Me too. At New Mexico State, four. At San Jose State, loss. Yeah. Home to Wyoming, loss. Loss. At New Mexico. Win. So five. Five and seven first season. I think that's okay. Five Especially considering the, the gauntlet at the beginning of the year. B.A. Was it, wait, was Blake Anderson the one that whose wife uh, had yeah. died of cancer? Yeah. Well, you got to be rooting for that guy. So hopefully he goes at least bowling year one. Yeah. I'm hoping six and six. Pull that off, Blake. We're rooting for you. Um, let's hop on over. Let's talk. What, what do you want? Like, let's go, Josh Heupel. Let's go, Josh Heupel. We talked UCF some. <laughs> let's go to this Tennessee schedule and and tell me what you're thinking here. You guys think this is a bad hire? I thought I think it, it's a C. Hmm. I think it's a C hire. Yeah, I don't think it was a great hire, uh, especially because yes, Heupel did not sustain the success that Frost had put in front of him at UCF and has Heupel had another head coaching stint at the college level. Other than that? No. So there's not a ton of evidence to suggest that this is an elite hire. Um, and so you can't really give it an a, uh, he probably doesn't even deserve a B you're right. Um, the good thing is, is that Bowling green and Tennessee tech are are on your schedule as one of your first three games or two of your first. Yeah. You should, you should start out two on one at the very least. So they go Bowling green one first week. Bowling green's horrible. But Brian Van Gorder did retire, so perhaps they're getting there's better. life there. And and then they're they're home to Pitt and then home to Tennessee Tech. I'm gonna call for them to be two and one heading into that game at Florida. I, they could easily be three and zero, oh, but I'm gonna have them at three and zero. Oh. I think they beat Pitt. I don't know. You're right though. Narduzzi will have that going in. That's a hyper will not have his system in place. I think you're right. Two and one actually. Okay, two and one at Florida. Loss at Missouri. Loss. Probably a loss. So I got them at one and four out the gate. Who home knows to though? South Carolina. Win. Yeah, I think you're right. They'll win one of those between Missouri and South Carolina. I'll give it the South Carolina win. So I got them at two and three. Yeah. Right? Home to Ole Miss. Ole Miss will win. Yeah, they should. Two and four. At Bama. Two and five. Yep. Bye week. At Kentucky. Mm. Two and six. Yeah. Home to Georgia. Two and seven home to South Alabama, three and seven home to Vanderbilt. I got Vandy winning this Patty. Wait, C. what did, did we miss one or do they only have 11 games on their schedule? They have 12 games. It was Tennessee tech. I think we, we rolled past. So, Oh, and Vandy, hold on. Do you have them beating uh Vandy? No, I had Vandy beating them. Vandy beating them. So I got them at three and eight or no three and nine. Sorry. Three and nine. Wait, my no, 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 I don't. I have more. I have them beating Bowling Green, Tennessee Tech, South Carolina. So that's three. Yeah. South Alabama, four. Four, four and eight. Uh, I got them either four and eight or five and seven. Decent first year. Is it? Uh, all things considered. <laughs> yeah. You're in the SEC East. Yeah, that's true. Uh, not a decent first year, but at least probably will keep uh, Hypo from getting fired if he gets to five wins. Um, what gets nothing gets hypo fired year nothing one, gets them fired, especially after the disaster. Oh, and 12 had. gets them fired year one. The disaster we just, they just had. That's true. They, that, <laughs> well, well, I don't get <laughs> that. was me a second ago. Yeah, that is you now. Um, okay. I, what do you grade that? You graded that a C or C. what? Yeah, I okay. agree with you. I mean, I think he did a, a good job. It's, it's tough to, uh, expect a coach to maintain a national championship level with the program, especially when it had only been done for one or two seasons at UCF uh, prior to that. 
they were up and down for a while. So maybe um, Heupel's just in the midst of a little up and down there, and he could have gotten to that point, but instead he parlayed into a SEC gig. Can't hate on him. I don't know if it's a terrible hire, but yeah, there's nothing that suggests that it's a great hire. So okay, let's get to Shane Beamer, South Carolina. What do you grade this hire? Well, here's the thing about this is I was very critical of the Dabo Swinney hire. So whatever I have to say can fuck off and get thrown out the window. If if the people really are rooting for someone, that is a strong indicator. And the same thing at David Shaw. I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Did a great job sustaining the success at uh, Stanford for a while after Harbaugh left. So the people really seem to like Shane Beamer. He's been around the block, you know, in various assistant roles. He obviously has a great uh, coaching uh, pedigree from his own, his dad being one of the winningest football coaches of all times. I think it's a decent hire, um, but I, there's no, no, no X's and O's. I'm going to get B minus. I'm going to say C. Okay. Uh, here we are. They opened the season against Eastern Illinois in one of the dumbest games of the college football season. Eastern Illinois, just horrible in the FCS ranks and doesn't even make sense ge- geographically. Yeah. They're going to be one and oh. Then you know Beamers don't play well in Greenville, North Carolina. ECU beat <laughs> South Carolina week two. Yeah. Then they're at Georgia. Loss. Yeah. Then they're home to Kentucky. Loss. Probably, yeah. One and three. You have them beating ECU or no? Um, I would have them beating ECU. You're a fool. ECU hasn't been good yet. What did ECU do last year? They showed a lot of close, close a lot of close games. They're yeah, well, it. I've had, a, I've been really close to getting my dick sucked by a really hot girl, but in fact, I was really far away and I had no They're idea. They're begging us. Please have a party. Feed us drinks. Get us laid. <laughs> that, that's, Ow! that's really what's going on there. I, I think I'm fucking Joe cool, but that's what I'm projecting. You out do to realize work. this is in Greenville. This is the first home game in Greenville. In a year and a half. Well, I do think that there is going you to be have fans. a special atmosphere in Greenville, but I'm not confident yet that they're ready to take down All SEC right, so school. Go with your, I mean, what last time App State played South Carolina, they beat them. That was in uh, Columbia. It's true. It's true. Look, give me, give me three and two out of the first five for South Carolina. I'm on, I'm on uh what? First five. So Troy being the, the game on October 2nd in Columbia, I'm going to say two and three. You got ECU or Troy is going to pull the upset. Okay. Then they're at Tennessee. We said Tennessee's beating him, right? So yep. two and four home to Vandy. It's a good game. <laughs> Vandy sucks though. Give me South Carolina. Yeah. Three and three and four at a and M three and five home to Florida three and six at Missouri should be three and seven home to Auburn three and eight home to Clemson three and uh, three and nine. I give him one more win in there. Give me uh give me four and eight. I don't three and nine, three and nine for South Carolina next year. Three and nine. There it is. I bet the half, uh, I bet the, um, over under for Vegas is three and a half. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. Okay. Let's we got to speed through some of these here, man. All right, let's rock. Let's go. Charles Huff at Marshall. Nick Saban assistant. Let's just give it what we think. This is a D minus. Like, well, because they fired Doc. Right. Doc Holliday. And because we don't, what was he a running back coach in yeah. uh, Alabama? Yeah. How the fuck do you hire a position coach to replace a head coach that's winning consistently? 
Yeah. I mean, it made no sense this hire. Yeah. I, I feel bad for the coach because I have nothing against them, but I just feel like what is Marshall doing by firing such a good coach? Yeah. Nick Saban may have the magic touch as far as wins and losses, but as far as like churning out great coaches, no, he does not. Yeah, exactly. And, and they actually have kind of a tough at a conference schedule. Marshall at a conference at Navy. Yeah. Home to North Carolina Central, home to ECU, and at App State. I think they're going to go one and three in those at a conference. I think they're in for a tough year. Besides, I mean, they could still win some of these games in the conference USA. Yeah. But one and three at a conference. I still think they lose to UAB at Charlotte, at Florida Atlantic. Um, but they still might be able to, to muster up a six and six season to go bowling. Wow. Uh, yeah, the NC Central at Navy. I mean, they they could lose a lot of these at Middle Tennessee State. It's not a challenging schedule. Yeah, but still, uh, you're telling me you feel confident that they're just going to beat Middle Tennessee State or Florida International. You know, I wish I knew enough about Marshall to say whether it was the talent or whether it was Doc Holiday that was making the difference here. I haven't noticed outstanding talent there, so I assume coaching had quite a bit to do with that. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to assume that because it's a D. It's yeah. a D. Yeah, this guy has no head coach experience. It's a D. All right, let's go over. If to not enough, if Emmett, not enough, Emmett Jones taking over for the yeah, Kansas Jayhawks after the Les Miles incident, where Les Miles basically he got caught after he told a girl this. Why'd I get mixed up with that bitch? Cause she got a great ass. <laughs> uh. So what do you think? Kansas, Kansas. Uh, I mean, is there a chance Kansas goes winless? Cause they get South Dakota. It's yeah. not bad. There is a chance. And then their group of five, nine conference is coastal Carolina. So uh, not doing themselves a ton of favors there. And coastal Carolina has beaten them. I think two or three times in a row. It's going to be four. It's funny how uh, they might go winless. Dude. Some of these other shit ass coaches are like Alabama's got Mercer. But uh, Kansas has Coastal Carolina and South Dakota. Yeah. Well, and Alabama also has New Mexico State. Right. And Southern Miss, who had, what, three different head coaches last season. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, this, what do you think? Did they get South Dakota? You, if you're a Jayhawk fan, you got to circle September 4th. Because your best chance at a win. Yeah. Is and right might, there. The, might be the only win all season. Yeah. This is not a pretty <laughs> schedule for them. Yeah, they're going to go 1 and 11. Is there a chance they could win at Duke on the 25th? Small. Of September, yeah. I um, think Cutcliffe has probably got this program in a better place than. I think so, too. Yeah, especially at home. Dude, they might go 0 and 12. Yeah, if they don't beat uh, South Dakota on game Circle one. Circle that one. Yep. If you're a Jayhawk that's fan. That's your only chance to win, potentially. Oh, man, that's just. that's. Uh, I mean, Jayhawk fans are going to be feeling like this. Yeah, yeah, he felt like, he felt like shit afterwards. <laughs> uh,. All right. What do you grade that higher then? I mean, it wasn't really a hire. It was kind of a transition hire. No, who did they get again? Who's the guy? Uh, Emmett Jones. Emmett Jones was an assistant there. So I would be lying if I said I knew anything about this. Well, I mean, I, I, Emmett Jones probably wasn't anticipating being a head coach, Yeah. but uh, I mean, he used to be a, a coach at Texas tech, a wide receiver coach uh, for Cliff Kingsbury. That's really his coaching pedigree here is before that he was at high schools. D. Yeah, I think what they had to quickly throw some shit together. Yeah. Um, D as well. Um, okay. Uh, then we have Kane Womack of uh, of South Alabama. He's the former defensive coordinator from Indiana a season ago. Mm-hmm. He jumps over to South Alabama. He's a Missouri native. Um, C. 
again. I just didn't think South Alabama needed to fire their previous coach. I'm struggling to remember his name, but uh, uh, their previous coach was it Jones? I want to say. I want to say it was, uh, but he was uh, doing a solid job. I thought they they pulled the plug on him a little early, a little yeah. early. Um, so, I guess see. I mean, see? again, not a dude I know a ton about. South Alabama went what four and seven last year, so I guess they had sustained some success before before that for several years. Um, some really good years, so maybe the drop off. They're they're doing their best SEC impression and getting really mad really quickly uh, down at South Alabama. Um, yeah, but the hire is a no name hire. It was Steve Campbell, by the way. Jerry, uh, 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 Joey Jones was before, but uh, Steve Campbell, I thought only a three year leash considering COVID. I thought that was just ridiculous. Yeah, ridiculous to fire Steve Campbell. Um, so I'm going to say C. I'll, I'll go with you on that. Yeah. Um, then we jump over to, uh, Butch Jones, Arkansas state. Hmm. Uh, what? It's just, you know, exactly what you're getting here. Um, Arkansas state has sacrificed X's and O's for recruiting. They're going to make a bowl. They're going to go like seven and five and make a bowl. They lost Blake Anderson. Yeah. I think it's a B considering he's bringing in some James Blackman, the, the Florida state transfer yeah. QB bunch of Alabama players. You know what this is? Yeah. This is the exact equivalent to Maryland bringing in Mike Loxley. You you are just relying on this guy to recruit your ass into contention, but you know damn well he doesn't have the organizational skills for the coaching lakes to, you know, get it done on the field. So you're going to have superior athletes than a lot of the teams you're playing against. If Did you get, he gain any knowledge being with Nick Saban is the question. Sir, it seems like uh, the cast off coaches kind of get a little better when they're around him. Um, I, yeah, I'll give it a B. I'll give it a B. I think, you know, he did a, a good enough job recruiting at Tennessee that while you can't win with recruiting alone in the sec, you might, if you are a you truly, <laughs> if you're a truly elite recruiter and he proves to be that at Arkansas state, maybe it'd end up being a great hire. Uh, yeah, me, I, I, I B I'll give it a B. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Southern miss. This is a team. Like I said, three years ago, I'm sorry. Last year they had three different head coaches. Uh, they named Will Hall head coach. He was a former offensive coordinator at Tulane with our boy Willie Fritz and his mm. smoking hot wife. Um, I do like uh, what they were doing offensively at Troy or at um, Tulane. Hall was 25 and 11 as the head coach at West Alabama. Yep. All right. And finished 31 and 9 at West Georgia. I like this higher. I'm going to give it an a higher by Southern miss. I'll give it a B. I don't know a ton about the guy. I like the higher. He's a native of Mississippi. Also, um, always helpful. A higher to me. Okay. I think this is our last one and we can go, we can talk about this one for a minute. Cause we're going to go through the schedule on this one. All right. Brett Bielma, Illinois. Oh, this is an a plus higher to me. I will tell you with little, I- little to no hesitation on that. Well, I think you, you like him a little more than I do, but I'll say this. Is he, are they in a better spot than when they had Lovey Smith? And in my mind, yes, they are. I think Bill was a better coach than Lovey Smith and on the college ranks. At least. I agree. So I, I think that is a good hire. And I think the program is getting better. That's what you want to see with these hires. Um, yeah, I'll give it an A. I'll, I'll join you. I think it's an A hire. Now the schedule's challenging. Yeah. Home to home to Nebraska. Um, that's the loss probably home to UTSA. Don't 
Sleep on the road Should runners here. Don't sleep on the road. This is a good spot to catch them. Yeah. Uh, I'll give them the win. Wouldn't be surprised if this is a 21, 20 game, five minutes left. Yeah. And we're sweating this out as, as, uh, or the Illini fans are sweating this out at Virginia. That should be a loss at this point. I think it's this a season. loss. Wouldn't be, I mean, if the, it wouldn't be shocked. Not at upset. all. Yeah. I mean, Bill, I'm going to go through his head coaching record. It's pretty damn good. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that a little later. Uh, Maryland in champagne. I think they get Maryland. Sure. So I got them at two and two first four at Purdue loss. They'll lose one between Maryland and Purdue. I'll say that. Okay. So two and three home to Charlotte. My guy, Will Healy. Don't sleep on my 49ers. Uh-huh. Give me Illinois. I'm going to say this, dude. I'm going to go down a limb here. Yeah. UTSA or Charlotte. One of them. Is gonna get him. It's gonna be. It's oh, gonna wow. Him. It's gonna bite Illinois I this disagree. year. I disagree. Give me, give, give me one of them there. It wouldn't it, stun me though. Uh, look, Eastern Michigan won at Illinois just what two years ago, right? Yeah. Uh, so I got it. Uh, what, what's that then? Three and three. Yeah. No, I got so, a beating Maryland, UTSA. So I got him at two and four. Okay. Home to Wisconsin. This one homecoming, and it's Bielma against Wisconsin. He mm. left. I don't know if you know this, but Wisconsin fans. They fucking hate Brett Beal. Why? This is a, this is one that I think is going to be really interesting. Really, really nasty. I can't wait to watch this. This one. is in camp Randall. Yeah, no, this is in champagne oh, champagne on homecoming on October 9th. Interesting. Interesting. Give me Wisconsin. Yeah, me too. Uh, bye week at Penn state L home. The Rutgers. That's tough. Give me Illinois in that one. I don't know. Give, no, give me Rutgers. Yeah, give me Rutgers too. At Minnesota. Uh, L. At Iowa. L. On the Northwestern. L. You know what? I think they're going to win one other game somewhere I'm not seeing. Mm-hmm. So give me them to have a three. Three and nine. Three and nine. Yeah, I actually agree with that. I think three and nine. Maybe is, four and eight. Maybe four and eight. I mean, let, let's look at Bielma. Um, obviously he. You can't took over a Cadillac in Wisconsin when he got there. His first season was 12 and one, the nine and four and seven, six. So, uh, uh three years of steady decline, uh, decline. Yeah. but then 10 and three, 11 and two, 11 and three, um, and eight and five, including three consecutive Rose bowl trips. Pretty fucking good. Mm. Then went to, uh, Arkansas, um, uh, three and nine in the first year, then seven and six, eight and five, seven and six, and then four and eight before it was mm. his last year. But, that's pretty good success at Arkansas. I think he's a darn good coach. I think he'll get the system rolling pretty quickly. I, I might, I wouldn't be surprised if he got to four. I would be impressed if he got to five in year one. I don't think he's getting to five in year one. Yeah. Uh, but I am intrigued to see how this one works out. I think Illinois is in a better spot. I know Lavi got him to a bowl game two years ago. I still think Bielma is a better coach. I think the program's looking brighter with Bielma. Agreed. Helm. Agreed. All right, guys, if you're a first time listener to the college experience, make sure you subscribe to college football experience. I should say uh, we handicap every single division one college football game, FCS included. So, and stay tuned this week. We're going to have a lots of FCS episodes go or, you know, previewing every game. We're going to have some experts on talking FCS football, and we'll be talking week three of the 2021 college football season, Wednesday night, Thursday morning, check out the college experience. Tell a friend, we handicap every game. We've been over 500 each and every season. So make sure you subscribe, tell a friend. We give all of our picks for free over at sports gambling podcast.com. Been doing it for four years, guys over 500. Come on way over 500 on our locks. 
So at this point, we're a source of income. We've never had a losing season. All right. So get over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Check us out. Subscribe to the college experience or the college football experience. Tell a friend. And uh, yeah, uh, look, if you, if you, if you go to iTunes and give us a five-star review, we'd certainly appreciate it. All right. We don't charge for picks. We won't charge for picks. We just, that's what I'm trying to charge you for five minutes of your fucking day. Get over to iTunes. Not even five minutes, probably like two minutes. Give us a five-star review. And, and, and as a token of our appreciation, take a screenshot, tag me on Twitter at the Colby D and I will send you a college experience t-shirt brand new. Your chances of late go, go up uh, 93.7%. From a recent study done in uh, in Oxford, England. Yeah, we've been following uh, around the uh, the Brits wearing college experience T-shirts, and they're getting laid left and right. Yeah. So, now why do you think COVID's so ramped up over there? Yeah, everyone's burning each yes. other. Yes. Um. So get on over there, do that, and uh, we'll send you a college experience T-shirt. Uh, I'm at the Colby D on Twitter. Give me a follow as well. Patty C's on Twitter at Patty C831. NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. And don't forget the Sports Gambling Podcast is on t- uh, Twitter at DSGP Network. Give them a follow and check out the Slack channel, Sports Gambling Podcast. All right. This is the College Experience Selection Sunday recap and. You better start thinking about your